Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League. We had a slight delay there with the uh, with the computer thinking about playing the song, but we don't have to think too much about doing a podcast tonight, Griffo, because it's Wednesday. Um, plenty to talk about in Rugby League. Some great games uh, coming out of Magic Round. Um, and obviously tonight there'll be some talk about the games uh, coming up in Round 11. And... Also, it wouldn't be an episode of Carpool Rugby League in May without some origin talk. There's a lot happening. Well, there's a lot happening. Um, that is the nature of this game. There's always stuff happening, and uh, we'll get into it. We'll yeah, definitely. It. We'll definitely. A deep dive. A di- dive deep, even. <laughs> we'll deep dive. Look, yeah. and, and, and really, we might as well get straight into Magic Round. Um just coming off the round, there were some teams that were um, back in the winner's circle that uh, you'd expect to be there that haven't been in as great a form. I'm thinking play, uh, teams like the Panthers. Um, but there were also a few surprises thrown up in Magic Round. Um, I don't think many of us would have contemplated the Cowboys turning around their season and having a 20-6 point win over the Roosters. And another no. result that surprised a lot of punters was the 36 to 16 win for the dolphins over the sharks yeah it was magic uh, for the queensland teams all four it was actually queensland yeah. teams uh, winning and, and as you said a, a few of them were shock victories and the broncos uh, were expected to win um the titans would not really have been expected to win so um yeah four of four from the queensland team and not too many uh, pundits would have had that as uh, an expectation. Uh, maybe north of the border, they might have felt differently. But um, congratulations to, uh, I think, uh, yeah, the Cowboys. You said they turned it around. Well, they uh, they did for a week anyway. Um, yeah. The position on the ladder is still not great, but... Um, they're really, uh, because they've not had the bye yet, they're really only uh, one win behind the pack. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, seven days in rugby league, uh, a lot can change. Mm, and, and, and they'll fancy themselves. I know we often talk about the draw coming up the next couple of weeks. Um, later on in our two-minute tip preview, we'll, we'll give our thoughts on the Cowboys versus the Dragons who are really struggling uh, at the moment. And then after that, they've got the Tigers. So they might fancy themselves over the next couple of weeks. But um, another Queensland team that just keeps seeming to win, and they've got the bye this week, so they're in a pretty good spot. That's the Dolphins. Um, they had a big win over the Sharks. I mean, I think both you and I had them as our uh, biggest margin of the week last week, the Sharks. Yeah, to so, lose. What, uh, what the did Dolphins you... and Sharks to win. 
Yeah, what did you, but yeah, true. Yeah, it wasn't our biggest margin for the for the Dolphins. We had the biggest margin for the Sharks. Yeah. That's the way it works. You have to pick the team in the margin. Um, neither of us saw this coming. Just wanted to get your take on, on this game just very briefly. Um, because the Dolphins, it just seems as though every time we want to write them off, uh, they come good. Was it a case of the Dolphins are great, the Sharks weren't so good? Because uh, they've been in good form, the Sharks. Yeah, I think it was a combination of both, but mm. you know, credit to the Dolphins. Um, they just keep defying the expectations of of most uh, rugby league uh, experts. Let's call them. Um, I don't classify myself as an expert, but I do think I've got some knowledge of the game. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I didn't see, yeah, I didn't see this coming. Um, sharks are a quality side, and uh, and they they made them look second rate. Um, yeah, I uh, I've not seen the clash live of a, of a dolphin and a shark, um, but uh, the mammal uh, with the bigger brain uh, mm. perhaps has uh, defeated the fish with the uh, perhaps more intimidating teeth and body but a brain that uh, obviously isn't quite as large as that of the dolphin yeah especially and, and, those from the red cliff area and i know we had a bit of a joke earlier on it might have been off air last week uh, i i can't recall where we said that uh you know it's a bit of a tough one and the sharks are more fierce than the marine animals so we'll go with the sharks but yeah it, it was it was a a big surprise i don't think a lot of people saw coming that one um other just quick comments. I mean, the the Tigers, two games in a row now that they've won, a narrow victory yep. over the Dragons. Uh, I really, I mean, I know we should be talking about the the Tigers and the um, I suppose the joy in winning a couple of games, but I, I think it'd be remiss of us tonight, Griffo, not to talk about the Dragons. I know a shame would have been on early. This there would have to be a tidbit around what's going on at the Dragons. And talk about um, Coach Griffin and whether he's going to hold on to his job, but this unbelievable record that they have of losing by narrow margins. Now, I know a lot of people would argue and say, "Well, whether you win by, uh, you know, whether you lose by one or you lose by ten, a loss is a loss." But they've now got five straight losses with a combined margin of just thirteen points. So we're looking at a two-point loss they had to. Um, the Tigers this past week, the week before they lost by two to the uh, Bulldogs in what seems like a lifetime ago, that one point loss to the um, the Roosters on Anzac Day. They lost by six to the Raiders the week before that, two to the Titans the week before that. I suppose there's two ways of looking at this. Um, you know, Some people say they're losing games. They need to look at the coaching staff. The coach will probably argue we're in these games and we're only losing by a narrow margin. I know you've got some thoughts on this, especially considering the teams that they've come against already this year. Yeah, I, the reality is they have lost by narrow margins. So it's not like they're absolutely useless. And if you look at uh, on the ladder, they've got a minus 27, which uh, is, is better than uh, most of the teams below the eight, um, the top eight I'm talking about. Um, but 
What's got to be fucked in is the fact that they've not played too many games against the heavyweights. Um, they did go down to the Roosters uh, on Anzac Day, and, and their performance that day was very creditable. They could have won that game. Um, uh, they Some of the other performances since haven't been quite as good, um, and they've, they've played lesser teams. Um, the uh, weakened Bulldogs. I'm not criticizing the Bulldogs. They've been uh, without the you know they're way off their best seventeen due to injuries, um, but they still got the job done over the Dragons. And then last week, uh, again, um, uh, playing against the bottom ranked side, uh, they didn't get the job done. They could have. Uh, on the very last play, or, or close enough to the last play, um, there were options there where they could have scored a try. Uh, I think if Suli had a run himself, it was a fair chance of scoring. Um, if they had have went through the hands, draw and pass, rather than uh, the flick pass, uh, again, I think they were better than even chance of scoring. So could have been a different story. Um but could have been don't count for anything, mm. um, you know. Uh, and the Dragons, they're in 16th position at the moment because of that fact that they do have a good or relatively good for and against compared to the Tigers, both teams on six competition points. Both teams have had their bye. Mm. Um of course, we don't have promotion and relegation, um, but uh, so there's you know you can be at the bottom and you know, you know you're not fearing that you're okay you're kicked out of the comp. Um, maybe uh, I don't know you know we don't know if we've got the the population size to to do that to to bring in a, a second type division. Um, but if there was one, uh, these guys would, would be in the relegation zone. And uh, I, I don't see too much changing uh, when they come up against the better sides. I think they're really going to struggle to get victories. And I, I dare say that um, they're not going to be going down by two points. No, and I, th- I think that um, Dragons fans looking forward now, as you said, Griffo, they needed to get those wins early on because... Their next five, we talked about their last five being narrow losses. Their next five, um, I, I ha, I'm very fearful that they won't be narrow losses and they could be staring down the barrel of some um, some heavy defeats. They play the Cowboys this week, followed by the Roosters, Dolphins away at Redcliffe, Penrith away um, at, at... They've got Red a good State. record against the Dolphins. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, in obviously... Uh, you know they've they've had one meeting and they 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 did win so I suppose yes. uh, yeah never uh, been defeated never by been the Dolphins. defeated so we'll we'll see how the Dolphins go but after they play the Dolphins in Redcliffe as I said they play the Panthers then the Rabbitohs so the next five being Cowboys Roosters Dolphins Panthers Rabbitohs um, that that's that's pretty scary and I don't know if the coaching staff can use the um the excuse of we're in the game but we didn't quite get the the chocolates. Uh, coming up against some of those sides because they will they'll put you to the sword. Just very quickly, um, 
do you see Griffin holding on to his job? Do you see him getting through those next five games? And by the time they have the next buy in round 16, do you think he's still going to be the coach? Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll just keep him on till the end of the year. Um, he has been through this before, of course, where he's been paid out um, when he was at Penrith. Uh, I think he got sacked from the Broncos. I don't know if there was a, it was a mid-season sacking or not. Um, but uh, it's not new to uh, Anthony Griffin. Um, I guess with the Dragons, it depends who, who they can uh, get to take his place. Um, I don't know if Josh Hannay's uh, busy, but... Uh, He's the professional uh, um, interim coach. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's the interim so, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it, what, what's on his dance card at the moment, uh, but the the, uh, the CEO of the Dragons might want to give him a call and say, look, uh, Josh, you know, uh, we're looking for an interim coach. Uh, uh, we won't be giving you a job next year, but, but uh, we can give you one for, you know, uh, about half the season. Do you want yeah. to take it? A lot of, lot of talk about Jason Riles, but in talk with the club as a possible replacement, um, that that seems to be heating up as the week goes through. Um, obviously, yeah, a lot of this talk will be for next year. Um, some of the other players I've heard thrown around: Ben Hornby, Dean Young. Um, there's Hasler and Shane Flanagan are also names I've heard. So uh, there's 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 lots to um, to keep an eye on there uh, for the Dragons. Um, but yeah, I think um, many punters might be um, might be looking at uh, you know the possibility of a new coach. I don't know if you can bet on that in sports bet. You can bet on just about everything, but um, you know if there is a market for that, I think a few punters might be uh, looking at that one. Heat up. Um, probably the last thing before we move on from Magic Round. Um, oh, a couple of things actually. The last football thing that I want to ask you about Magic Round overall. Um, the Parramatta Eels. How how cold are we on the Parramatta Eels as a not only a premiership contender, top eight contender? Because uh, I still think they'll make the eight. They'll make the eight. I'm not confident, but I, I do think they'll make the. Eight. They're, they're only a couple of wins out of mm-hmm. the eight. Um, it was Same a surprise result last week. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Well, they they did start with four losses against. Yeah. you know. Good side. So, again, have- like Rabbitohs, I think they will move into a a patch of the uh, draw where they will be able to put back to back wins together, yeah. um, and and potentially move up the ladder. I mean, you don't have to win too many games in a row to uh, to get into the eight uh, because yeah. you've got all these sides sort of playing each other, taking points off each other. So. Um, they're, they're going to struggle maybe with this week without Moses, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think they've played some good rugby league this year. Um, but they, you know, they obviously they, they want to be more than uh, four and six, um, and and they really need. It's an important game against the Raiders. We'll talk about that game later. But uh, if they were to lose this week. Yeah. Then, I think uh, you know the you know, it's still not panic stations, but there's uh, it's on the way there. Definitely um, early enough in the season and close enough competition that one or two wins on the trot can totally turn things around. 
I mean, they're on eight points. Penrith in third on 12. They're effectively four yeah. points off third spot, albeit their forward against actually isn't too bad. That's the other thing no. I was going to say. They're, they're plus 32, which I think is a bit of an indication of how a team's playing and the fact that they do have um, some points in them when they're down in 13th with a plus forward against. Um, they're the only team below sixth position with a plus four and against. So that's yeah. saying a lot. Still uh, thinking, last... you know, string a few wins. They're right up the ladder. Yeah, that's right. Penrith's, they're, they're... Only, Penrith's running third and they've only had one more win than Para who True. are running 13th. So the yeah, that's the factor perspective. And the yeah. buys are going to factor in a lot this year. It gives a bit of a false economy in the sense that there are three buys. So as I said, you know, in five weeks time, the Dragons are going to have two buys under their belt already. Uh, so... And through that origin period, it's all going to, to shuffle around a bit. Team's going to be impacted. So we're heading to a really, really important, really key part of the season, really interesting part of the season. I want to go to the other end of the ladder now, the top end of the ladder, just get an overall thought on... Um, I'm just going to ask you this, Griffo. If you had to pick three teams, and I know you're putting, I'm putting you on the spot, three teams at the moment that are the teams to beat, who would you have, say, in your your top three rankings on, on current form? On form, uh, mm. the Rabbitohs, the Broncos, and uh, everyone else is up and down, really. Um, mm. That's why I chose three. I thought there were two yeah. teams that, that are sort of obvious. Yeah, if, if, if you asked me this a week ago, I would have said Sharks, but mm. we saw what happened to them last week. Penrith's there on, on 12 points in third, third spot, but they're significantly below their best. Um, so they're not in form. Um, well, if you're looking for an informed team, you go down to Canberra, who've won their last four. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're on 12 points. They're out of the eight on four and against. Now, I don't really expect Canberra going to make the eight, but in terms of form at the moment... Uh, they're hard to go past, really. Only the, the Rabbitohs have got a better recent record. Even the Broncos, their last five games, they've uh, they've won three. Um, the Raiders have won four in a row. So form Raiders. Do I think the Raiders are in, in, in top three? No way. I, I don't think they're going to make the eight. But um, It's fickle from week to week. I mean, it's, it's those two teams at the top... Um, that are above the pack, 16 and 14, Broncos, Rabbitohs, um, Panthers won last week, but they weren't convincing. And, and the previous week, they, they lost to the Tigers. So uh, I can't really give you three teams, but if I have to, I'm going to tell you the Raiders. Mm, it's it's an interesting one, because if you had to... If you had to look at it slightly differently, obviously I loaded that question there because it does feel as though, and looking at the ladder, the Rabbitohs and Broncos are starting to to pull away. The other contenders really, I mean, you'd have to say, um, you know, South City with their former contenders. Brisbane, you can't write off. They're, they're in great form. Um, we're going to talk about them, obviously, and their massive game they got this week. But when it comes to contenders, I think the usual suspects might find their way uh, in contention. I think people still have um, one eye on, obviously, the Panthers. They're a team that, I think I said to you today, Griffo, I was saying to people, I said, the Panthers, no, I, I probably didn't use the words correctly. I said that they're doing 
better than what I think the perception is. And what I meant by that is, yeah, they're not where they need to be, but I think that when push comes to shove, they're, they're going to come out of the other end of this. I know they're going to finish in the eight, and I know that it doesn't matter where they finish in the eight, they're a possibility of winning this premiership. Uh, the other teams, I suppose, you keep an eye on, the Storm and the Roosters. Now, just getting an update, I know we, we talked last week, and I think you even said that as of last week, you were happy to have the Rabbitohs as premiership favourites. I basically said, if they beat the Storm, I'm happy to put them as the team uh, that, that should be the shortest price to win the premiership. I've just got the sports bet odds here. Um, the Panthers are still um, premiership favourites at 420, albeit South Sydney just behind them at 450. They've got the Broncos in at third at six fifty, and then you're getting your the likes of the Roosters at eight, Storm at eight fifty. So, I think the um, you know obviously you know you think what you want about betting, but I think it gives us a bit of a gauge. The bookies don't want to lose their money. They're they're not sleeping on Penrith, neither should anyone else. I think. Once they get through the origin period, Griffo, we're going to see a lot more when they come out of the other side of that. Uh, know a lot more about them come sort of that round, you know, 16 through 20. I think we're going to learn a lot about how they're going to um, going to fare as premiership contenders. I think a lot of it, Graham, depends on what side they're trotting out each week because they don't have the depth that they, um, they've had, well, certainly last yep. year, uh, where, you know, even if Cleary was out last year, they still won games because they brought in Sean O'Sullivan. Um, like I said today, like they just they don't have the guns to fire like they've had in, in the last couple of years. Uh, their defense is still very good. It's still the best in the league. And and they've only, um, you know, we talked about the Dragons losing, you know, only by certain margins. Mm. Well, Penrith... Uh, have lost four games um, for a combined total of, I think it's eight points. The week before, or two weeks before the comp started, there was another one-point loss. So they've lost five games in in 2023 for a, a total of nine, less yeah. than ten. They lost five games. So um, what what it does say is that they they fight. Um, their defense, they it, it holds pretty solid. Um, you know, obviously that game against the Rabbitohs, it didn't towards the end there. But as a general rule, they're getting through games with their defense. Uh, they've shown attacking brilliance really only in a couple of games, um, and that's that's the concern really. Um, and mm. and the, the lack of brilliance in attack is a reflection of the, of the fact that they don't have the players uh, that they did last year. Mm. And, and principally, I'm talking about Appy, Billy Army Kickout. Um, that, you know, they've lost other players to injury. Martin's hardly played this year. Um, Tango is sorely missed. Um, more for his defense. But he's still got a long time out. Um, Taylor May has missed. Well, he's missing the whole year. He was really an integral part of what they did in in twenty twenty two. Taruva's been good, 
but um, Taylor May was was quite exceptional uh, last year um, until injury uh, sort of he missed the grand final unfortunately for him but so um, yeah the, the bullets not quite there as they were in the past um, and yeah they've got to find new ways to to get across the line because there's been a few games where they've really struggled in attack um, including last week against the Warriors so it's a credit to them that uh, they sit in third place. They haven't been the third best side, I don't think, this year. Um, but uh, there they are. And uh, mm. crucial this game. Uh, they're favourites to win this week. Um, and if you look at, as we'll look later, I think on paper the Roosters have got a better side. I was going to bring up the Roosters just before we move on. I'm going to I'm going to quickly talk about it now because I don't think we could cover this in two minutes later on in the game. I feel like we are saying so often that the Roosters are the best team on paper, and when it comes to running it out on the field, there's something amiss for the Roosters at the moment. Um, for them, they're they're wondering if it was Sam Walker. Uh, on the weekend, I think it was pretty evident that the um, the issues run a lot deeper than the personnel in halfback. Couple of questions for you because I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that they're they're trying to do something, they're throwing something at the wall to see if it sticks. The first layer to this question is your thoughts on Sam Walker, whether it's worth bringing him back in because we, you know, I wouldn't argue that that last week was any better than, you know, the previous times when he was in there. And I wanted to to get your thoughts about some of these players that have come into the squad, namely um, Brandon Smith. Now, they've got these big names coming in, but there's just something about it for me, Griffo, where the Roosters had this style of play where they were, they were the clinical team. They were doing everything right. You could just see... Trent Robinson's coaching oozing out when they played. And now it all just seems a bit disjointed, like you've got players playing their own game. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the Roosters because I'm actually going to argue that the losses of players like Mitch Orbison, Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner over the past few years have had a bigger impact than what people have suggested. And whilst they've been able to sign some quality players... Those players where you're Mr. Reliable, they were so solid, you knew what job you were going to get from them. You knew that they could execute a game plan. And I'm almost going to argue that a Brandon Smith style of player or even, you know, what they're looking at now with, um, you know, Swali'i, there's a lot of individual brilliance and a lot of talent there, but I don't know if it's coming together to create that machine and style of play, play that the Roosters had success with through that period where they won those um, those uh, few premierships. Yeah, um, you, you can mount an argument for that. I, I don't read too much into it at the moment. Um, again, they are five wins, um, 12 points. Four and against is not great, but if they win more games, that, that'll improve. Um I do expect uh, the Roosters will be there when the whips are cracking in September. Um, they traditionally are a team who builds 
towards September, and that's generally when we see their best. Um, last year, of course, they went out on the uh, on Finbin Sunday, um, but they were missing some key players that day. I think if they have their best side on the park, then uh, they're a uh, they're one of the best top four best teams in the comp and and i uh, i do expect that uh, that they will come up that ladder i'm just hoping it's not as a result of what i see on friday night <laughs> um, know it next week <laughs> yeah but uh, look oh, yeah. I, I do think they've got a better team on paper than penrith and we'll talk about that later but i i i mean i'm not a rooster supporter obviously but mm. i read nothing into the fact that they're currently uh you know, on 12 points um, in eighth. Um, just as similar to Parramatta in that it's just a team that I believe will start winning games and uh, force their way further up the ladder. Um, so, yeah, if um, if there's any Roosters fans who listen to us, I, I don't think they'll be too. Uh... They would have tuned out it years ago, I think. Oh, maybe, but like, <laughs> no, nah, we we get it's, 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 it's a team, a club that it's I have great respect cheek. for. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and I I do believe that uh, that they will, as I said, they'll uh, they'll move north on that ladder, and uh, I just hope it's not from what happens this week. But uh, yeah, so I I don't see too many problems. Um, they'll work. They've got smart humans there. Um, and, uh, yeah, whether it's with Sam Walker or without Sam Walker, uh, it's still a pretty good side and uh, they'll they'll win a lot more yeah. games than they lose. Do you have a preference? Do you think they're a better... Like, when you look at the team on paper, you say they're the best team on paper. If their team came out an hour before the game against Penrith this week and Sam Walker's in the halves... Are you thinking that's an improvement to the team? Are you more concerned? What 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 would your thoughts be? Oh, it depends. A... It depends who they've uh, they've left out of the team to make way for him. Um, he's he's got a lot of skill, Sam Walker. Um, yeah, I think maybe there's some of the outside backs who, are, who maybe I don't think are quite as talented as what we normally see from a Roosters team. Um, and uh, yes, they are missing one or two still. Tupo being out is a loss mm. for them. Plays a, a key role from the wing, and they they re-signed him. Uh, I heard, I don't know, it may have been a, a few weeks ago, but I just didn't hear that that had happened. Um, but he has re-signed, so he'll be there next year. Dom Young's coming in next year. Um, makes me wonder is. Uh, Joseph Akusu Suwali'i out the door um, before the end of next year. And I dare say he will be to free up some space in that to Sombrero. Um, and, uh, yeah, with Dom Young coming in, Tupu on the other wing, it's a matter of who they put in the centers. And, again, that depends on whether you want to play Walker in the halves because you play Walker in the halves. Manu play Manu goes, Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm thinking. You put Walker in the halves, it, the, the, the issue that you've highlighted there with the um, with how thin they are at the moment with injuries and outside backs, Manu going back to the centres and Walker going into the halves would only strengthen that back line for mine. So 
Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a watch this space. It's a bit of an interesting one there. Um, plenty to talk about coming out of Magic Round. Thumbs up for Magic Round. We like Magic Round. Last week we said oh, we loved the oh, concept. Cool. Yeah. Are we? I, I I was actually thinking it was the first time I was thinking about it because we talked about it on the podcast the um the location of Magic Round. I love Brisbane as a location. I actually think it's a really good location. Last week we talked about the possibility of of moving it around. Um, but given if it's going to be somewhere and it's going to be in one place and it's going to be there each year, I, 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 in all fairness, I actually think that Brisbane's the, the town that can do it. So, um, I, I think so. Um, yeah. But in saying that, I wouldn't have a problem if... Like, and I, I don't want it to be in Sydney. It, it, won't, it won't work um, because we've got games in Sydney, lots of them, every week except for Magic Round. So... Um. Yeah, and they they probably wouldn't play them at the one venue either. So, yeah. uh, but I think there's four I, games every week at least. Anyway, you know, giving it maybe it spends most of its uh, time in Brisbane, but maybe the odd year here or there, maybe take it to Perth or uh, you know in Auckland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and just see if it it works. Again, it becomes a money spinner for the NRL. Um, Queensland economy makes a huge amount of money out of it. Uh, and I, it was some huge amount of uh, patrons going to, to Magic Round that were from outside of the state. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand why, because if you're a rugby league fan, uh, it's a festival of, of footy, and, and, and we know... Um, what it was like in Auckland when we went to the Nines, and where it's it's a good atmosphere. Everyone's there wearing their, uh, you know, their different jerseys, and yeah, it's a celebration. It's a good feel, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, that's from all reports. That's what what it is in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm not saying take it away, um, but share the love. I would be open to to just you know putting it out put. Cities put in bids for it, and yep. if if one bid is significantly more than what the uh, the Queensland government's prepared to offer, then just see if it works. And and if it doesn't work, well, okay, well, you know, we we we'll mm. go with Brisbane next time for a little bit less cash, but for more uh, more success. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm open to it going somewhere else, but yeah, I know they're locked in. I think for at least the next two years. I yeah. think uh, I think the New Zealanders maybe might deserve it, mm. but there's a lot of political yeah. layers to it because um, I think I'm I'm just guessing here, but I'd imagine that Magic Round being in Queensland's a bit of a softening of the blow that uh, the Grand Finals exclusively in Sydney. Uh, well, so I think it might, that's all, that also, might also open to uh, negotiations. So, um, yeah. but the other thing is. Uh, Depending on what you know, stadium they, they're building. going to take it uh, to uh, New Zealand, then uh, they might have to be nicer to the referees. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. They'll have to get the sponsors on board. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, it's been a big week. That didn't even get my gap. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, um, look, you know, and all our sponsors here on Carpool Rugby League, they've got nothing but wonderful things to say about Carpool Rugby League, the NRL, and the referees, um, yeah. and the bunker. And the bunker, yes, that's right. And even the on-field referees, everyone's doing a great job. 
it, it, it's, it is. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but it um, it's it's just amazing that uh, yeah that we've got sponsors making those comments. Um, yeah, it's it was an interesting one during the week. Rugby league, it's a it, it brings out the passion in everyone. We're getting a lot of claims, you know, from sponsors that teams aren't getting the rub of the green. We've even had journalists uh, throughout the week suggest that certain players are above the law. Uh, but I think what we like to talk about here is what's happening on the field, and 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 really with the with with all that other controversy, so on and so forth, we're finding that the the good teams get the job done, and there's obviously a lot of great moments throughout the week that uh, that make us go wow and that catch our eye. And I'd actually be interested to hear Griffo what caught your eye this week for Griffo's grab, the special magic round edition. Special magic, yeah. Okay. Um, the fellow that caught my eye last week, and it's not normally a fellow that catches my eye, it's just for, for the grab, of course. Um, just, uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. uh, um, it was a, a young man, uh, a giant um, from New Zealand representing the, uh, the Dolphins, uh, Valence Tafare, um, who made his uh, debut. There was a little bit of hype about the young man, um, and he lived up to that hype, uh, playing a crucial role in their victory, uh, scoring two tries just with power. I mean, he's he's an absolute unit out in the centres. Um, Big man. Yeah, they talked about him being a similar to a Conrad Hurrell. Well, he's bigger than Hurrell. Hurrell was not quite as tall as uh, as Valance. I think he tips the scale in, in the 120 uh, mark, which is um, like that's a, that's a big human uh, that can move it with some sort of speed. Um, he come up against the. Uh, Talakai, who we know again is uh, renowned for his power, um, a, a shorter fellow, but almost as stocky in it. Um, they both had their moments. Valance, uh, well, he was he came out on top because the Dolphins won convincingly. Uh, we saw the pictures after the game that you know his family had come over, friends. Um, it's it's just one of those feel-good moments. I mm. guess unless you're a Shark supporter, you would have felt too good about <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, to, to score two tries on debut. Unbelievable. To contribute to a victory. Um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, one of these guys is going to get sort of cult hero status. Uh, similar in many ways to Conrad Hurrell. The challenge for, uh, for, for Valence Tafare is to be able to be at a level where you can do this not just one week, um, not just one year, but over a, you know a period of time, um, and and you know Conrad Hurrell, what you know, he was like a bit of a hurricane that that hit the NRL there, but like a lot of hurricanes, they run out of puff, you know, you know, in in a reasonably short space of time and. Uh, 
Yeah, so after you know he sort of left the Warriors, he was at the uh, Titans playing reserve grade, and, and ended up in England. So I, hopefully for for uh, Tafare that that that's not sort of what happens to him. He's not your normal sort of um, uh, very muscular. Uh, type of rugby league player that we see in this modern age is is uh, you know there's a little bit of uh, a couple of extra kilos perhaps that you might not be expecting uh, when you look at the shape of the guy um, from a from a modern day rugby league player and he looks more like a prop than a centre but um, yeah he's you know something new um, and uh, yeah it, it was exciting to watch him. Um, there was a lot of hype about the guy. You know, been hearing about him before the season started. So only last year was his first year in rugby league, um, mm. playing for the Red Cliff Dolphins. Yes, he's come across from White rugby Evans, union. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who he. I, I don't know anything about rugby union. I just know that he came from rugby union. Um, there was no 1.6 million to get him across from rugby union, <laughs> not anything like that. But uh, um, you know, not dominating the back pages uh, like uh, you know someone going the other way. But um, yeah, good on him. He's grabbed my eye, and um, yeah, it's interesting that over the last few weeks, there's been a few players that maybe not with the high profiles that uh, that have been doing some great things in the NRL. So well done him. Excellent, excellent to, to see um, Val Tafare do so well. Um, he, he did come over from um, Rugby Union, as you said. It was actually interesting because um, he was helping out last year, part of it, when he came over for, for work, they brought him over. He was working as um, one of the groundsmen at um, Redcliffe's home ground. I think they yeah. call it KO Stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah KO Week Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, he's um, and there's also you you know you mentioned that he he doesn't necessarily have the frame of the modern NRL player, and one player a lot of people are saying when they go back a little bit in time and say oh you know when uh, players didn't necessarily um, you know have the physiques they do now a lot of people are making these comparisons to Mal Meninga, and I've heard yeah. even a few refer to him by the nickname of Val Meninga, so um. Look, it's 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 a, it's a big um, compliment. These I are people who don't know what Malmeninga looked like. Yeah, <laughs> Malmeninga, when he first came in, he was he he was ripped like he he was so yeah um, yeah yeah he, uh, he was more like a choppy close. Yeah, choppy close had yeah, had more of a yeah. Um, the physique that like like Valance and Choppy Close wasn't quite as big, but but he, he was uh, <laughs> it was of that sort of shape, I guess. Um, still a, a, a magnificent player, Chris Close, especially when he put on a Marones jersey. Um, but uh, yeah, Mal Meninga was a very athletic, muscular um, sort of guy, and he he did get bigger as as he as he got older, but. Uh, he was not of the shape of, of Valance, uh, Tafari. I, but, I think uh, the, the fair thing to say there, sorry, I was going to say that I think where a lot of people are, are, are looking for that alignment is um, you've got big player, 
with some speed and good footwork, and I hope that's what we see yep. from Balance. Yeah. Uh, good good one. Good grab. I like that. That's a good one. It's great to see new stars created, and that's what we were seeing at the Dolphins. Um, how much of a factor do you think the milestone game for Wayne Bennett made? Um, I think if you ask Wayne Bennett, he'd go, I don't give a shit. They're all the same. Um, yeah. But it, it was a big milestone. It was great to see. They have had a little bit. These guys don't need motivation like that. They, they, yeah. they put in every week. That's, that's the nature of what he's created, mm-hmm. um, is that they put in every week. Uh, I, I don't think it had too much impact. I'll tell you what it did have an impact on, watching the Penrith Warriors game. I don't know if you saw it, Graham, but on yeah. Fox, like they, they spent most of the second half just in the in the Dolphins dressing room, focused on <laughs> yeah. driving me nuts. It gets it on the the game. Yeah, like, it's still I don't a game. Care about Wayne Bennett in the dressing shed, Fox. What what were they doing? Okay, you want to show him once? Yeah, he's there. And they must have showed him ten times. Yeah. Yes, he's still in the dressing shed. I don't care. Yeah. I want to watch the game. Yeah, I remember that where they had the you know with Michael Ennis sitting next to him in the split screen and all that sort of stuff. But look, it was a big occasion. They got they got the chocolates. Um, obviously, we we're big fans of what happens on the field, and I got a special edition of Graham's Gap this week. Um, I'm even gonna. I'm a, I'm a big fan of special editions, as you know. Yeah. There, there are some special editions, um, obviously, in Carpool Rugby League. Go back in the archives, some great special editions there. But um, I, I've got some special intro music, and those who are familiar with this music might know what I'm alluding to. Um, hopefully, people don't recognize the music too much because it might get us in a bit of legal strife. Yes, it's time for Graham's Gaff. And for those of you who are familiar with that song, um, or, if, you know, for copyright reasons, we'll pretend that it's not that song. Um, but this is something I've never seen before, Griffo. Bulls on parade. That's right. Bull breaks loose before the Super League clash with St. Helens. I'm not sure. Did you see this? I only saw a snippet <laughs> of it. I didn't see, like... I've, I've got to look it up more. I've, I've seen like 30 seconds. If, if, if you haven't seen this and you're listening, um, you've got to have a look at this. This is what Graham's gaff was created for. So um, my, my favourite headline come from the uh, ABC, which was Catalan Dragons players run for safety as bull breaks loose before Super League clash with St. Helens. So basically what, um, what happened was uh, the, the Super League match between... Catalan Dragons and St. Helens. Uh, prior to the game, there was a bull being paraded around the Super League field, um, and it was the um, it was it was a promotion. It was a beef promotion to, to basically talking about the quality of beef in um, in in the region of France. There, anyway. Long story short, they were parading this bull around whilst the warm-up was on, and it got away from the, uh, I suppose you'd, you'd call them the bull handlers, and um, the Catalan players are effectively, they're going through their, their warm-up, their pre-game uh, drills, 
and then all of a sudden they're they're running off the field and running away from this bull. And look, I don't know a lot about bullfighting, Griffo, but I know that in all the uh, in all the footage you see, they're always trying to um, lure them with a red cape. So it wasn't yeah. just the Catalans. Well, in their, yeah, they were uh, wearing red. Yeah. They were wearing red, and they were, yeah. they were running away from the bull. Um, I'll tell you who wasn't running away from the bull, the handler, because I saw the bull just pulling it like just he was just going along and trying to hang on. Obviously he couldn't hang on for too long, but he was being dragged along the ground, the uh, poor old handler. Um Yeah. Amazing. The first time I saw it, I didn't know I didn't know that it was, was the Catalans. Um but it, the Catalans is uh, an, an area in southern France and mm. uh, northern northern Spain. Um, they fly in Barcelona. I think you've been there, Graham. Yeah, I've been uh, in Barcelona, yeah. They don't really fly the Spanish flag. Oh, um, it's Catalonia. They, they have the, yeah, the flag of, of Catalonia. Um, and, and that is the same region of France, essentially, where... Rugby league is played uh, okay, in the yeah. south. Um, well, if yeah. you're looking for some good quality beef, apparently in that area, um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure what's happened to the bull yet. I mean, who knows? It could be in the local butcher shops by now. But um, they 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 reckon it might have been spooked by the he, uh, the bull. He might have been spooked by the um, crowd. Um, I'm also hearing that the Catalan's owner also. Um, owns a meat processing plant. So it was part of like a cross promotion between his two uh Well he was trying to escape. He was trying to escape knew what was coming. Well look, I was gonna say there was no no bullshit there, but I tell you what, back end there was plenty of it. There was plenty of it. Like from the rear end. Like I think he'd just taken a dump just before he ran off. But, yeah, uh, look, if you yes. see the footage, it's it's, it's unbelievable. The, the the main thing, obviously, we've got to let people know that haven't seen it. Nah, no players, no spectators, uh, nor were, was the, the bull uh, harmed. So no um, football players or animals harmed in the um, in the making of Graham's gaff this week. But um, I, I actually think Catalans went on to win it. And um, I did see one report that, that speculated that uh, they... Um, because I think they'd lost three on the trot and then they won this game. Um, they were they were tongue in cheek, uh, basically saying there's been no confirmation from the club whether it's a good luck omen and whether they will uh, release a ball we'll before be every match. <laughs> so who knows? It could be yeah. one of those things where they release a ball before every match, and uh, if they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But this is phenomenal. I've never seen anything like this in sport. Um, Particular professional sport, isn't it? You know, like... it's, it just seems like. In hindsight, if someone says to you, look, what we'll do is we'll have a bull on the field while they're warming up, you got to wonder at any stage if someone said, is, is that such a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> like, with all the... Could you imagine, like, we, we laugh about this because we're in one of those uh, industries that's got a lot of paperwork as school teachers, but like, could you imagine the risk assessment if they said, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a bull on the field. Here, you know, what, what do we need to fill yeah. out? I mean, geez. Well, it's a good thing they didn't have a dragon there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Could have been mayhem. Well, maybe, maybe after the uh, yeah. 
after the ball is uh is you know obviously he's a meat they're talking about meat products maybe next week they can bring uh some um some other meat products and a dragon to to cook it up for them but you know obviously a lot of uh, Gary there. flying in on a on a uh, on a dragon <laughs> look if they can get Daenerys there then you might have a lot of uh a lot of uh fanfare but yeah. We'll see what they've got next week. I got you. Got to keep an eye on the Super League. It's uh, it's worth keeping your eye on. Um, actually, massive credit to um, Eagle Dan sent me that one on the weekend. Uh, as soon as he sent me that, I said, "Mate, that's the gap for this week for sure." So, um, it's it's it it yeah yeah. It was good to see. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a a bit of a laugh considering no one got hurt. We can laugh about it now, but um, yeah, that was. That was Graham's gaff for this week. So a lot happening in Great rugby gaff. league. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a good one. I, I enjoyed that. That's what the gaff's about. Uh, I like when we have a gaff that you can have a bit of a laugh about, and uh, no one got hurt. So uh, good to see you on the weekend. And um, look, Magic Round was great. There was a lot of um, a lot of magic going on. But uh, this week we've got round eleven coming up, and it's uh, it's time for us to get straight into the preview this week uh, as we head into a very important round for not only uh, NRL teams but players within those teams that are looking to impress for Origin. Uh, some of them might be their last opportunity, so we might as well get straight into the two minute tip and uh, kick off our preview for round eleven. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff. For our preview this week, we have round 11. It goes nice and quick, doesn't it? And um, look, this is a massive game on uh, Thursday night. Last week, we didn't have a Thursday night game, but tomorrow we will have uh, the Storm taking on the Broncos in a, a blockbuster down in Melbourne. Craig Bellamy, same 17 that lost to the Rabbitohs last week. Um Kamakamika, let me. Ju- I'm just having a look here. He's he's been suspended, but uh, he's on the reserves this week. Well, he was injured. Yeah, he had it. Yeah, I, th- I think he had two game suspension. Oh, suspension. So, okay. Yeah, so he's been out for two weeks. Right. Um, so we'll have a look there. He hasn't come straight back in. I think they're sticking solid with the team. Uh, obviously, they'd be disappointed with the loss last week, but um, look, the Broncos. They've also been in some good form. Uh, Kurt Capel, he's been named to play. So he's in the number 11. Um, he got a head knock against Manly. Um, so no changes to the 17. He's probably just one to look at. You've got two quality sides here, Griffo, that are looking to um, really cement themselves as a top side. The Broncos, you mentioned, is one of the top two teams to beat at the moment in form teams. The Storm last week... Went down to the Rabbitohs, and whilst a lot of people in the tipping comps probably had the Rabbitohs, I don't think they expected to, the Storm to go down by as many points. Um, in all fairness, though, they are one of the teams that you predicted at the um, the start of the season to slide down the ladder. Interested to see what you think about this one. No, well, again, they're one of these teams that are still on 12 points, so um, they're in the mix. Uh, they're playing at home. Uh, they don't tend to put back-to-back shockers together. They're they're not too far off. I guess their their best team. It's it's Pappenhausen that's not there. 
uh, as I look through that side, I, I don't think apart from him, um, there'd be too many other guys who uh, who would be in the the top thirteen. Um, on the flip side, uh, the Broncos are a form team. In theory, they've got all bases covered with led by uh, by a great game manager in, in Adam Reynolds. They've got pace to burn uh, in their back line. They've got uh, size to go with it there. Pobble's really good with the uh, high ball uh, in attack. Farnworth, uh, I think he's a really good player, Herbie Farnworth. Katoni Staggs is having a very good year. Arthur's has shown himself to be a, a good finisher. And Reese Walsh has been brilliant. Um, Ezra Mam is, is a very good player, as we've seen in, in attack especially. They've got a solid pack of forwards. I mean, in fact, they're better than solid. Um, it's a high-quality pack. They've got the best front rower in the game in, in Payne House. They've got one of the best 13s in, in, in the shape of Carrigan. Flegler is a very good go-forward man. Um, Ricky's having his his best season in consistency there now um, with the Broncos simply because I think they're in form, but the Storm are a team that has the ability to beat anyone. Um, and with uh, the likes of Monster and Hughes, Harry Grant, uh, Monster's the best 5'8 in the competition. Harry Grant is the best hooker. Um, I, I think we'll see a much improved performance from the Storm but I, I'm still going to stick with Brisbane because I think they're just there's uh, just too many guns firing at the moment. Mm. Yeah, the, the the main thing worrying me about this one is the fact that it's in Melbourne. Um, it's such a hard place to win. We know that Brisbane don't have a great record down there, uh, but the the Brisbane team over the past few years has been a very different one to what we're seeing um, now. Very interesting stats, though. If you if you like a bit of history between a couple of teams, the Storm have won 12 consecutive games against the Broncos. Um, they haven't won at Amy Park since 2016. Uh, the, the other thing that's interesting when people talk about the Storm, and one of the simple things we, we mentioned that you have to do to win games is complete well. Uh, they completed 80%. Um, so they're not far off one of the best completion rates in the NRL. It's actually interesting. The Warriors, I think, have the best completion rate at 82%, which is an interesting um, little tidbit there to steal Shane's gimmick. But the Storm, I don't think, are too far off. Uh, you mentioned before that with the Broncos, Griffo, um, Payne Haas, and particularly Patrick Carrigan. I, I know I was talking to you off air earlier today about the importance of these two players. And this is that, that argument that I've been trying to, to talk about over the past couple of weeks when Payne Haas missed that South game. People have been saying, oh, can one player make a difference? It's it's one player in a uh, in a system of, of other players. I actually think the combination of Payne Haas in at um, 
prop and obviously one of the other middle forwards, Patrick Carrigan, he's at lock. But if we talk about middles and we talk about meters, um, those two are probably two of the best in the game at getting a team on the front foot and making meters uh, so that the backs can come into it. It's no coincidence that the games that Payne Haas plays that Reese Walsh is um, on the highlight reel the next day. Patrick Harrigan and Payne Haas, the amount of work they do through that middle to eat up those meters to set the platform for your Adam Reynolds and your Ezra Mann to link with players like Farnworth, as you said, who's in great form, but then that that skill of Reese Walsh. Um, I love what Brisbane are doing now. I'm, I'm very wary of where the game is played. If this was at a neutral ground, I'd pick Brisbane without thinking about it. I'm going to still stick with Brisbane, but um, I know it's a very tough road trip going down to Melbourne. Moving on to Friday night's games. Uh, the first of which we will see taking place... At Accor Stadium, Sydney, we've got the Bulldogs taking on the Warriors. Very intriguing matchup here, uh, given the form of the, the two sides. Um, Canterbury, as you mentioned, um, yeah, they, they, they've had some, some, some concerns with injury this year. The Warriors, uh, they've had, they've had some, some, some good wins. Uh, last week struggled against uh, some quality competition. But the biggest story here, I think, Griffo, is not only in regards to um, the Bulldogs, but implications for State of Origin because Josh Adokar, uh, he's back after missing only four games due to that ankle injury that um, we thought was going to keep him out through to um, after possibly the first Origin. So he's coming back early. He's been very keen to get back early. Uh, so he's um, you know, the biggest news here, I suppose. Um, Jackson Ford, Edward Cozzi, are both out. They picked up injuries in the Penrith game. Curran moves from the bench into the starting lineup in the second row. Rocco Berry comes into the centres. Montoya goes to wing. Volkman is the new 5'8", with Dylan Walker going to the bench. Uh, they've got Siren in at 18th man, as they're named. But, um, look, I, I think a lot of the talk going into this one, um, believe it or not, is going to be surrounding um, the Bulldogs' winger, Josh Adokar. Audition effectively for Origin. Concerns he may be underdone. Uh, thoughts on that Okar coming in and whether it might be enough for the Bulldogs to get over the Warriors at home. Yeah, um, yeah. for me, it's a really tough game to pick. Um, while the Bulldogs are still missing key personnel like Viliami Kikau, I think they're getting... You know, they've got a few back over the last few weeks. Um including Man Mounts in Franklin Pele. Um, I I actually am leaning towards the Bulldogs here. Uh, Adoka, I hope he's okay. Um, coming back earlier than expected from that, I think it was an ankle injury. Mm. Was, was it ankle? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wasn't due back originally for a few more weeks, but uh, he wanted to play last week. The club told him, no, you're not playing yet. Uh, but anyway, he's there this week. Point to prove, I guess. Um, his game is about speed. 
if that uncle is still dodgy and, and he he, um, he he brings that injury uh, back, then it's going to be a it's going to be a big problem for both Adokar and the Bulldogs going forward. Um, but uh, yeah, the Warriors have you know they've been in good form. Um, they've shown a, a resilience that we haven't expected or we haven't seen from Warriors teams for, for a long time. But I just think the Bulldogs uh, at home will, will get the job done. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a 50-50 game. Graham? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. Um... I think I'm going to go with the Warriors here. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the Warriors have been too far off recently. Um, In their recent games, they did play against uh, Penrith last week. Um, And sponsors of the Warriors would argue that they were playing against the uh, officials as well there. But no, obviously they got beat by... A better team there, but they were they were they were in that game, and a lot of you know the Warriors would be looking at certain points of the game and certain you know bounce of the ball that might not have gone their way, and you know that they, they weren't blowing off the park. And we know the week before the concerning thing the week before for me was um, the fact that they didn't score against the Roosters, but I feel as though there might be a bit more points for them against a team like the Bulldogs. And and quite honestly, with you, I mean, I, I'd imagine you were watching that game. Last week when they played the Panthers and that first try they scored where they busted them up the middle, you thought, oh, geez, here we go. Like, you know, that that was a bit easy. So they've, they've got some good play in them. Oh, I just yeah, for the, sure. The difficult thing for them is their consistency. You know what I mean? They're doing the hokey pokey a little bit. Um, you know, they've lost a few games now, but we know when they come up against... I'm basically saying they've, they've, they've come up against some really good sides. Oh, the yes, they have. And I think that, the I'll just say it, I don't think the Bulldogs are at the standard of the teams they've played over the past three weeks. And I don't think they've been totally embarrassed in the last three weeks coming up against some of the elite in the NRL. And I think the Bulldogs have a bit to do before they um, convince me that uh, they're worth tipping this week. Very interested to see what Josh Adokard does. Um, but yeah, I think the Warriors have enough there for mine um just quickly griffo just a just a comment there before we finish up on this team i mean you've got bronco uh, bulldogs i've got warriors josh had if he gets through this game unscathed and he gets through next week i'd have to see who they've got next week before the teams are picked i don't think they play until sunday afternoon so the games are effectively yeah. the team's yeah. effectively picked by the time he plays that second game that. Yeah. um if he gets through unscathed and just has you know your just your, you know, your regular game, even if he doesn't set the world on fire. If he's fit, is he picked? Oh, I'd pick him. Yeah. Whether he'll get picked is another thing, but hmm. um, I would definitely have him on the wing. Uh, he was, for mine, the best player at the World Cup. Uh, yeah. I know Joey Manu got the whatever it was, golden boot, or, uh, but that was that was something that happened before the final. Um, and and I think Adol Carr was uh, he was brilliant, hmm. and if again injury dependent, if he's not a hundred percent, then I wouldn't pick him. 
But uh, if he can prove his fitness, really, it's not about his his football. He's proved that uh, he's his quality. Um, I would have him there, and uh, and I, I think on the wing last year um, with Toto and Tupu, uh, they probably lacked a bit of speed. Yeah. Uh, he he certainly can can deliver plenty of speed, and uh, two. Uh, Toto will be there. He he runs the ball back. You don't need two wingers that do the same thing, really. Teddy runs the ball back. Um, yeah, I, I think Adokar providing that that speed that uh, we really uh, can can make use of. So he's in for me if he proves fitness. Yeah, I reckon if he gets through and he looks all right. I think, like you said, the the fact that we we'd be picking him based on his speed and um, and that as an impact, I, I think he'd have to look as though he's not underdone. I think any concerns about him being a bit slow, being a bit underdone might um, might impact that. But, yeah, I, I think if he gets through unscathed, I have a feeling he'll be in the side. Um, Bulldogs for you, Warriors for me. All right, moving on to the next match of round 11. Um, big game for a Friday night. We've got Penrith Panthers at home at Blue Bet Stadium, Penrith taking on the Sydney Roosters. Uh, team news here. Same 17 for the Panthers that beat the Warriors. Liam Martin's on the reserves this week. Uh, look, uh, a, here's another player who's, um, I suppose, pushing to try and get back in time for Origin. Um, not sure where he's at with that. If he does push his way into the 17 or if he basically if he is fit he'll be in the 17 but this has been a bit of a mystery injury in regards to the length of time and I know that at first it uh you know it was it was being reported as not being as significant as it is so great news for Penrith really that Liam Martin even if he's not back this week he's not far off which is great um Egan Butcher he's going to miss the game uh so he got a Category 1 concussion. Game falls within 11 days, so we've got the stand-down policy. Angus Crichton into the starting side. Baker on the bench. Sam Walker on the reserves this week, just as you got, uh, just as we mentioned before. Uh, Jake Turpin, 18th man. So still no Sam Walker. He's still on the reserves list. Um, Manu Kiri are in the halves there. Big clash, very important for both teams. We know Penrith are going to try and keep um, ahead of that pack that's currently you know, on 12 points. And the Roosters, they're looking to um, obviously break away as well. Both teams on 12 points, one in third, one on eighth, just shows how close it is and how important this game is. Two massive teams in one massive clash Friday night, footy Gripper. Yeah, um... Now I'm going to tip the Panthers, but that's, to be fair, I think that's more with the heart. Um, I, you know, I, I discount what happened with the Roosters last week. If anything, that's going to inspire them to be better. Um, so I, I don't, you know, uh, losing to the Cowboys the way they did, uh, as I said, I think uh, I'm more concerned about that and the, the bounce back factor than thinking that uh, these guys are out of form. Um, they got a lot of guns to fire, uh, the Roosters, even still with a few guys maybe uh, not there. But 
Joseph Manu, uh, James Tedesco. They are two of the elite in, in, in our sport. Um, you've got plenty of size and power in their forward pack, and, and they're going to bring guys on like Sitili, Tupanua, um, Matt Lodge. So there's no real reprieve when when they make a sub. Um, in the Penrith side, uh, Dylan Edwards again was great last week. Uh, I think he's uh, it's important that he's close to out of the match again if they're going to win. Um, Crichton did some good things last week. Uh, Peachy was fair, uh, but I, I've got grave concerns about uh, him being in the centres. Uh, I didn't look how many tackles he missed last week. I don't think it was that many. Certainly not as many as the week before, but if if you are coming up against the Panthers, you just keep running in his direction because he, his reads are not great, um, and, and I, I'm concerned. Uh, also, we've got uh, let's just say um, this situation of, of who's going to dummy off. Uh, I I really want to see Sony Luke spend more time in at dummy off because I think they're a more dangerous team when he's there. Uh, Mitch Kenny, he's a good defender. Um, I don't think his service out of dummy half's great, and, and he's got a mistake in him over the last few weeks that, that's, that's costly. Um, and, and when you're a, a guy who, who relies on effort and just being there all the time, you, you, your level of skill is low. You, you really can't be a guy who makes any mistakes whatsoever. Um, so I, I would go with Sonny Luke playing a lot more game time. Didn't come on till the second half last week and then got replaced before the end. So his, his minutes were low. If they're going to beat the Roosters, he's got to be out there. Uh, special mention, Spencer Lenew. He's come out and, and said, uh, he wants to prove to the Roosters that he's worth every, uh, every dollar they've spent on him next year. Um, I'm so disappointed he's leaving the Panthers. Uh, but he's he's still there at the moment. He played a crucial role last week when uh, they were really struggling to get a get across the line in the second half. And he just said, give the ball to me. I will get us there. Uh, and he did. And uh, I think I might have mentioned earlier today, I, I would see him as an ideal bench player for the Blues um, if you're wanting someone that can come on and make an impact, um, or at least you know getting him into the squad because uh, he's dynamic. Graham, who's going to win this game? I'm going with Penrith as well. I I, I like Penrith at the moment. Um, I know they're not quite in the form that people are expecting them to be in, but I I still think that like like you said before they've um, they haven't set the world on fire and they're sitting in third spot. Um, Five and four, not where I thought they would be. I thought they might have a, um, a few more wins than that. But um, I'm, I'm just not sold at the moment of what's going on with the Roosters either. I really like um, I like aspects of the Penrith Panthers play. I think one positive that's come out of 
some of the players from Penrith maybe not playing to their 100% potential are other players that have, have moved up a bit. I think Dylan Edwards has just been, you know, whether whether, whether you think Penrith are going well or not, I, I think it's hard to deny that he's he's been playing excellent football. Um, I, I think he is just so key to this team. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Penrith have enough strike power. The challenge for them is going to be winning that forward battle because obviously, you know, we talk about teams on paper and, and the forwards from the, the Roosters are very strong, even through to their bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean Penrith's, Penrith's got an excellent side. Um, I'd probably say a little bit more mobile if I was talking about comparing the forward packs, uh, which is something I think they've got to be a bit concerned about because uh, if uh, the Roosters want to play that power game, they can really uh, rip down the um, the middle of them. But I just think when push comes to shove, if um, all things are, are created equal, there's more strike in the Penrith back line, and I think they're going to get more points there. So I, I like the Panthers in this one uh, at home at Penrith. Saturday afternoon, football, first game of Super Saturday, will be at a core stadium in Sydney. Uh, the second place Rabbitohs will take on the 17th placed West Tigers. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, uh, not much to talk about in regards to team news. Um, they're going with the same uh, team as last week. For the Tigers, Bateman back after being a late withdrawal from Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. Um... So they'll, they'll they'll be happy to have him back in the side. I think he was named last week, yeah, and he it was it was quite a late change. So in effect, when you're looking at the teams that were named, uh, Bateman in. So uh, not a lot of team news to talk about in this one. The Rabbitohs, uh, there's a lot of talk about the Rabbitohs at the moment being the the form team of the competition. Uh, many are pushing them into possible premiership favourites. There's a lot of talk about South Sydney. After recent weeks, um, you know, getting some massive wins over the likes of the Panthers, the Dolphins, uh, the Broncos, and the Storm, they come up against the Tigers this week. Whilst they have won two in a row, um, the, the Tigers have been over the past few years considered the easy beats of the competition. Thoughts on this one, Griffo? Um, I will say over the past few years, the Rabbitohs have struggled a little bit with the Tigers and it hasn't been as clear-cut as people have expected. But, um, yeah, given given the form of the Rabbitohs and, um, and also how the Tigers have gone for the most part of the season, I think a lot of people will be, be expecting a South Sydney win here. Yeah, I think everyone's expecting a South Sydney win. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers... Got to win. Um, I, I'm tipping South, but uh, the Tigers on paper, and I said it before the start of the season that I thought they'd have a decent year this year. Um, they got uh, there was a horror start for them, but uh, I think well, obviously they won two in a row, so things have you know started to turn around I, I do like the look of their pack uh, with Stefano Clamor up front Pelliti and Bateman 
uh, well, both world-class uh, second rows. And, and Bolle is a young guy with plenty of promise. And then you've got the smarts of, uh, of Api. Uh, that's a really good pack. And then you've got uh, Offen Galway and, and Twal coming off the bench. And they've been using Kapoor, I think, as a as a forward these days. Um, Jake Simkin is the backup hooker. I think it's a, a pretty well-balanced team. Um, all of their outside backs have attacking potential in them. Um, it's it's whether they've got the uh, ability to stop South Sydney from scoring that uh, will dictate whether they win this game or not. Um, I can't tip against the Rabbitohs who are in red hot form. Graham. Yeah, pretty um, pretty difficult in this one to tip against South Sydney. Uh, the, the 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 great thing for South Sydney is at the moment it just seems to be everyone's doing a job, everyone's you know, doing what's needed for the team, and it, that was also evident last week with Liam Knight coming back into uh, this team. He'd been out for a very long time. Um, he made 106 meters in you know 25 minutes. I think that was for about 11 or 12 runs. So. He came in and done it, did a job. They just seem to know what their job is at the moment. And I think the way that they've got this team, I mean, they've, they've balanced well. The The forward pack from 8 to 13 isn't the best forward pack that they can put on. But when you look at who they've got on the bench to come into the rotation with Jai Arrow and Tom Burgess, I think they've got a great balance. The fact that um, players like Totola and Sele have been setting a great foundation, and then they've got uh, Arrow and Burgess to come on to keep that go forward happening. The two criticisms, I think, of South Sydney over the past few years when they haven't won a premiership has been um, that they go too much to the left and they need to get their right-edge attack uh, more potent so that defences need to make a decision. And the other thing was their defence, that people had said, look, yes, they can score some points, but they may also leak points. Uh, They don't have that premiership-winning defence. I would argue that those two things have been their strengths this year. Their, their defense is really what's impressed uh, myself as a fan. Um, obviously, it's fun to watch all the tries and whatnot, but the the fact that they can keep quality sides like Brisbane and um, Melbourne, um, you know, to, to six or 12 points in a game uh, says yeah. a lot. I, I have a feeling that if they defend like they have against the top sides recently, the Tigers are really going to struggle to penetrate them it'll wear down the Tigers. And I have a feeling this might be one of those games where it uh, may very well be uh, looking like it can go either way at halftime. And I think the Rabbitohs will kick home uh, late in this one. But I'm expecting, based on uh, the potential of both these teams, um, a a good game, but I'm I'm expecting South to win well. And I I think if they play their potential and they're serious about it, they should. Our second game of Super Saturday will see us go to Townsville, uh, North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Dragons. We touched on this game very briefly earlier on, uh, Griffo, but uh, Cowboys coming off a win against the Roosters that no one saw coming, so you'd imagine that they're going to stick with the same 17 that got the job done. Um, just for those wondering, I know there was a bit of media about the Tanua Brown hit on Jared Maria Hargraves. Um, he just got a fine, so he's good to go. So it's definitely the same 17. 
Anthony Griffin also sticking with the same 17 that went down uh, in uh, sorry, in the Magic Round to the West Tigers. Um, ben Hunt, 300th game. Um, no, that's that's because, a yeah, massive yeah, milestone. Quite a small number of guys have, have, have hit that last Yeah. So, like, I mean, realistically, he's, he's playing at half. Um, he, he, we know that um, Moses and Bai has played some hooker there as well. They've got Jaden Sullivan on the bench. So uh, just for those playing at home with uh, the positions for the Dragons, uh, Ben Hunt in at half for game 300. Massive milestone. Um, he is the 47th player to uh, reach the 300-game milestone. So, I didn't realise it was that many. I thought it was like only 20-something. But uh, Even still, when you look at how many players have played the game of rugby league... Uh, it sounds like a lot, but it's not really when you look at how many players have played rugby league. Um, great milestone for him, and obviously the Dragons, as we mentioned earlier, they're looking to um, get in the winner's circle um, against the Cowboys team, who we labelled only a week or two ago as one of the, the disappointments of the season. Yes. Um, now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. Um, I liked what I saw from them last week. I, I don't expect that, you know, they're going to come out and play that well again because their, their form's been, uh, up and down, obviously, mostly down. Um, but the, the Dragons, uh, yeah, we, we've talked about them and, and their issues. Um, I, I, I was impressed by what I saw Jaden Sullivan, a couple of sort of very good, essentially solo tries. Um, he's been touted as a as a very uh, good player from from their. Uh, they they had a team uh, that I think one it might have been SG Ball uh, and I think uh, Tyrell Sloan and. Talatau and Moan were both in that side uh, along with Sullivan. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he's much more of a half than what he is. They, they have used him as a stopgap hooker in the past, but what they're going with now is when uh, when they bring Sullivan on, he goes into the halves and, and Ben Hunt goes to hooker. I'm sure that's what they'll do again. Um, yeah, a Cowboys team that... Uh, has plenty of guns to fire, and uh, while the guns hadn't been firing for a while, um, they uh, they were certainly firing last week. And as they go up to play this game in the northern part of the country, I think the home team will be successful. Hmm. Yeah, I like the Cowboys too in this one. I really liked what um, I saw last week. I, I know it's all ifs and buts, but you got to sort of wonder if. Um this game was played a week ago, whether I'd be as keen on the Cowboys because... <laughs> Not at all. You, no. you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, one yeah, game absolutely. has made a massive turnaround and and we know that, you know, they've got some key players there that can really, um, you know, put on some big plays. Scott Drinkwater, we, we talk about a lot on this podcast, he's a big um, Carpool Rugby League favourite. Um, for the Dragons, that I'll be honest with you, that... That change from of Hunt 
you know, you know they've, they've done a bit of, um, you know, mucking around there to get Jaden Sullivan, you know, some time there. I mean, that's, that's provided some attacking spark. I think they've really got to settle that down. I think um, we're going to see a lot of entertainment in this game. Players like Tyrell Sloan and Drinkwater, um, you know, look, if you get either of them in a, a bit of space with some room to do some footwork, uh, you know, you're going to see great things. But, um, yeah, I think I think in this one we've got, you know, the occasion for Ben Hunt. Would it be worth something? Maybe. But I, I just feel as though the Cowboys last week, they just looked really motivated. They looked keen to play. And I think at times the Dragons, whilst they can be in games, they just don't have that, um, that little extra X factor to get the job done. And... Um, when you got players like, you know, Dearden willing to take the line on, uh, drink water floating around the back and the quality of Val Holmes in that back line. Um, like I often say, if the forwards lay the platform, there's a bit too much talent in that back line for me. So I like the Cowboys uh, in this one, especially considering they're at home as well. Uh, the next game, very intriguing clash here with the Raiders taking on the Eels. This game is in Canberra. Uh, the team news here, Hopawati returns to the side uh, on the wing in place of Xavier Savage. Uh, that's the only change I can see to the team that played Brisbane last week. Um, you mentioned this, and you know we haven't really made, uh, I suppose, enough of a comment about how big a loss this is for the Eels, but... Um, Jake Arthur playing halfback for Mitchell Moses, who's going to miss the game due to the 11-day concussion protocol. Um, this, I'm thinking, would be Arthur's first game this year. I'm thinking this might be the first game he's played since the grand it final. It is. Um, uh, he's, he's been, he's been 18th a lot. Man, yeah. Professional the, 18th man. The, the, the question here, I think, Griffo, is it's in Canberra. Mitchell Moses missing. Canberra have one of a few on the trot here. Um, is, is this enough to sway you towards the green machine? It is, actually. Um, if Mitch Moses was playing, I'd be tipping para. Uh, but he's he's crucial to, to anything they do, really, in attack. Um, yeah, uh, Jake Arthur sort of, he's a completely different player than Moses. Is, um, is, a, is a great runner of the ball and got a great kicking game. Um, Jake Arthur is sort of a, I guess, a game manager more so. Um, I, I think the loss of Moses is, is enough to sway me to tip Canberra. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that, that these guys have won four in a row. I, I, I'm buggy if I know how, but... Um, <laughs> but it happened. But they are. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. They... Uh, they... they I think I'm sure the uh, the Canberra faithful will be out in force. They've not had big crowds really this year. The team's form early on was poor, including uh, some games at home where they were awful. I think they they got walloped by Penrith, um, and uh, but yeah, they've they went up to Brisbane and were the, were the first team to beat the Broncos this year, and they did that without Jack White, and that was. That was a, a magnificent performance from the Raiders. Um, 
it's a, it's a stable side. Um, I'm surprised they dropped uh, Savage to the bench. Uh, yeah, he played last week. I thought he did okay. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to tip him. I just think without Moses, uh, I don't think Power have got the firepower to uh, to win the game. Uh, yes, they've got some guns there, but so much of what they do revolves around their halfback, Mitch Moses, and he's not there. So it's Canberra for me, Graham. What about you? Yeah, look, the the same dilemma, really. Um, Mitch Moses plays, I'm tipping Parra without hesitation. But the more you think about this one, the more you, you think that the Raiders can win it. I, I actually didn't even think that Parra played that well last week. They went down to the Titans. Um, they've been so inconsistent. Uh, and... The, the Eels, I think, they're the type of team this year that would go back to training on Monday and talk about what could have been and, you know, rue those chances that, that possibly could have happened. I mean, they're the type of team that you look at games. They lose games and they win key stats. You know, they're the type of team that could have a better completion rate, make more tackles, miss less tackles, so on and so forth and lose the game. There's just something missing there. And when they have won those games, and they've needed that spark and that X factor, it's come from Mitch Moses. You know, I keep going back to that game where you know they were in a tussle against the Tigers on um, Easter weekend, and, and he was the difference. And if he wasn't there, I think the Tigers would have beaten them that day. And I feel like this is one of those situations where you know, you say, oh, if Moses wasn't there, the Raiders probably would have won. And Moses isn't there. So I'm going to say the, pro- the Raiders are probably going to win. I just think that, um, I just don't feel that Jake Arthur has that. Yeah, they're very different players, as you said. I don't think he's going to have that uh, commanding impact that uh, yeah. Mitch Moses has. Not, not, it's got the spark that Moses no, has got. No, no. And I think that, that spark is what's got them across the line because it hasn't been their their gameplay, their their strategy, their tactics. It's been the spark here and there where he's linked up with um with other players. So, yeah, I'm 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 going Canberra in this one as well. All right, now moving through to our next game of the weekend. Uh, this game here is going to take us up to Newcastle on Sunday afternoon at two p.m. The Knights will be hosting. The Titans, uh, yet another one I think that the tipsters are going to have to scratch their heads over with this game. Now, the Knights coming off a bye. They missed out on Magic Round. Uh, some players got a well-deserved break. Um, some went to Bali, so on and so forth. Uh, we, we had a bit of a joke about that last week. But uh, we know that Kurt Mann's still got his abdominal injury, so Crossland's playing hooker. Elliot's going to be on the bench this week. Uh, Elliot's playing his first game since his groin injury. He suffered in round one against the Warriors. So um, nice to be happy to see Adam Elliott back in the side. Uh, for the Titans, uh, just one change after beating the Eels last week. Cruz Lehman coming back onto the bench for Keeney, who will go to 18th man. Jaden Campbell, um, he is obviously going to stay in at fullback while AJ Brimson is trying to come back from that hamstring injury. Also good news, Griffo, for the Titans. Uh, I'm hearing, I think it's official now, Jaden Campbell extending with the club this week. Um, yeah. He is one of those players that I think for the Titans, he's got to be in the side, he's got to be playing. Um, 
large minutes. Um, obviously, AJ Brimson's got to come back in. But we are talking about a Titans team that are coming off the back of a win. Uh, and the week before, we've got a Knights team that um, actually, ironically enough, went down heavily to the team that the Titans beat last week in the Parramatta Eels. So the Knights, big loss to the Eels, week off. Titans win against the Eels. Not sure if that makes much of a difference on the form guide and your decisions going into this one. This is a, a game where, again, according to form, you you expect the Titans to win. Um, they were they were really good in it uh, last week and in, in upsetting the Eels. Uh, I've got to I'm going to stick with them. Oh, I did say you know I was off them after their debacle against the Dolphins the week before. Um, last week they they did look stronger in defence than than is normally the case, and there was a bit of resilience there. Um, Power still had a chance, I think, with the very last play of the game, but uh, didn't happen for them. Um, I am going to tip Titans, Knights. If they lose this, you know, there'll be prize of, you know, you shouldn't have gone to Bali. You know, if you didn't go to Bali, we would have won, etc., etc. Well. Um, they've got the opportunity if they win the game to just silence any of that sort of talk. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, while they were, I thought quite good early in the season and, and showed it again, like similar to the Warriors, a resilience that hadn't necessarily been there for a while uh, to a large extent that, that went out with their last game when they got, they got uh, lapped by the Eels. Uh, it's it's an important game for Newcastle. I think if they f- lose this game, they really fall out of touch with uh, with the top eight. Titans mm. are currently in the top eight. Um, I'm going to have to back them. Graham. It's a big game for the Titans. Um, when you have a look at the fact that, you know, we, we've, Discuss teams like the Roosters, uh, the Storm, the Dolphins, the Sharks, the Panthers, all being in that, um, even the Raiders now, also on 12 points. The Titans are well and truly in the mix. And at minus nine, for and against, a win here, and you know, a double-digit win for them, puts them in the plus for and against. It puts them on 14 points, which would be six wins, four losses. That's, that's, that's a... Big achievement considering some of the other teams here come up against each other. There are going to be, I mean, you know, a win would put them ahead of either Panthers or the Roosters. They're well in the mix here, the Titans. So we can't discount them. The, the tough thing for the Titans is that they, they haven't been consistent this year. Yes, they've had a few injuries and personnel changes along the way here and there. Um, but I th- I'm going to tip the Titans in this one um, because they have been they have been scoring points against some of the top sides. And when I say top sides, I'm talking traditionally over the past few years. I mean, we didn't expect them to beat Para last week. I don't think many people tipped them to beat Manly the week before. Uh, they had that narrow loss against the Dolphins. Um 
So yeah, they've. I mean, they've they had a win earlier on in the year against uh, the Storm. They're another team that's had one of those draws where they've beaten teams that they probably should, and then struggled against the top teams. I think the Titans will look at this week's game against the Knights as one of those games that they should win, even though they're away from home. Um, they've got some players who I know can score some points. Been really impressed with Cam Pereira this year. I think he's um, he's turning into one of those great try scoring wingers that can um, we can finish off uh, a play. I'd need to see more from the Knights before I'm confident in tipping them. So I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Last game of the round. Um, th- this is a big one, an important one for both teams. Uh, two teams that have shown some good form at parts, but uh, have also fallen away in parts of the year. We've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Cronulla Sharks. This will be 4.05 at Brookvale on Sunday afternoon. Um, same squad by the looks of it. For the Seagulls, um, the player that has created a lot of talk and a lot of media attention is Josh Schuster. He's in the extended squad. Um, plenty of talk about him and, you know, it's more than just a quad injury. There's talk that he's been told that he's got to get in shape. He's got to be he's got to be fitter, so on and so forth. They're saying this injury has uh, impacted his... Um, his fitness, more so than just, you know, isolating the quads. So he's on the extended bench. So it'll be interesting to see. I have the feeling that if the Seagulls struggle again, uh, they, they might be looking to, to make some changes there and factoring Schuster back in. For Nukin, um he's been named to start this week. I think he came off the bench last week um, with Cameron McInnes on the bench this week. So not much of a change there. Um the Sharks surprisingly going down last week. Um, two big teams that are high expectations this year. Uh, the Sharks were one of those form teams, but last week um, we, we, we had to rethink that. They went down last week in a, in a bit of a surprise result there. Do you feel as though the Sharks bounced back this week against Manly, who at times have been good this year, but um, re- recently haven't, um, haven't been great? Yeah, it's uh, uh, for me. It's a tough one. Um, Battle of the beaches. Uh, yeah. Do you like your northern beaches or do you like oh, your south. southern beaches? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, do like Cronulla as a as a venue for a lot of things, really. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm not gonna use that reason as to why I'm tipping them. I just think. Uh, they will bounce back. Um, I don't discount Manly as a as a, a possibility in this game, but uh, yeah, for mine, it, it's turbo. Just it's not fire in the turbo, um, and without a fire in turbo, I don't uh, I don't like Manly's chances most weeks. Um, of course, his brother. Jake is out injured. Mm. Uh, he's their forward leader. Cherry uh, Evans, I thought, was very good in a in a badly beaten team last week. Um, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the Sharks. 
I do believe there'll be a bit of a bounce back factor for them, um, wanting to prove that uh, you know they they're a force in this competition. Um, but it's with no confidence I'm tipping Sharks, Graham. I too will be tipping Sharks with um, yeah, this one not super confident. I, I can only go off what we know and. Um, I, I actually thought the Sharks were going really well and then last... I mean, had them, as we said, had them as the team we thought would win by the most last week and um, yeah. they were disappointing. It's a it's an intriguing matchup, this one, because it's it's another one of those ones with um, possible state of origin implications. We've got Tom Tabrojevic playing this game here. Now, this is on Sunday afternoon. If we have a look at the Manly draw for the following week um i think they have yeah that's right they also play 405 sunday in round 12 so you'd, you'd think that by the time they play their next game uh the, the origin team would be picked so i'm, I'm basically saying tom trebojevic has 80 minutes against the sharks to prove that he's worth picking um I, i'm not sure about his fitness I'm not sure if they um, are including him in the side. I have a feeling that he'll be in the side only based on comments I've heard Brad Fittler make over the past few weeks that um, you know, he, he basically said, oh, I don't think Turbo's gone as bad as people have been saying, which you know, makes me think that he might, um, he might pick him. But I think Turbo will be looking for a big game. But there's, there's enough players in the Sharks that, that I think for them, they'll see last week as a big failure. Seagull's missing a few key players, obviously. Jake Trebojevic, um, I think the Sharks have enough in them. I think Nico Hines uh, has a lot to prove. I love their back line. Uh, I think there's a lot of sting in that back line, and I think the Sharks will get this one done in a tight one. But, um, yeah, I'll stick with the Sharks. All right, mate. Well, that's the round previewed. Um, some big games this week. Some yep. some 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 big matchups too, as as we said uh, for for Origin implications. We've got the eyes on Turbo on Sunday. Um, also, too Saturday, Appy Coruscant versus Damian Cook. Many are saying that that could uh, give a great insight as to which way they go with the with the hooking position. Um, but yeah, really really big uh, week to look forward to. Some um, some big matches. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what though, I'm not, I'm not sure at this moment though, who I would go for as my Joker in the Thief margin. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up, Graham, that yeah. uh, I really don't know. Um, I think, uh, probably a lot of, uh, a lot of people probably going to look at, at, at South Sydney South, South will be playing against the Tigers, but I, I, uh, while I expect South to win, um, I think it's going to be a tight one. I, I think mm. the Tigers are showing enough uh, to suggest that uh, it's not going to be a blowout. And, and I might be wrong on that. Um, but uh, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not locking that in. I'm uh. not discounting it either, but I just don't know what the alternative is. It's going to be a real round that, again, could, could swing things significantly uh, with. Uh, I'm expecting some people to get negatives this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I think the South game is almost the only game that a lot of people would be confident that 
they can tip a lot of the other ones that they're a flip of the coin. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I think that's I'll, probably going to lead me to yeah. probably go with the rabbit holes, but I I I, I'm, I'm going I don't with discount the Tigers. I think I'll yeah. I think that's the smart uh, smart choice because you look at most of the other games and and you probably think they're fifty fifty games most of them. Yeah. Um, so the I think I'll join them. you there and. Uh, while uh, it might be that everyone goes south and, and there's no change at all, but uh, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go I think, south. I think if you had to pick one game and you said, "Look, what what one are you feeling the most confident about the the result?" Um, it, it it'd be south. That's what's going to make me yeah. put them as my joker and the thief uh, margin for the week. Yeah. But I know what South Sydney's record is like against the Tigers. That concerns me because um, we we do know that uh, historically when these two teams beat uh, meet I should say um, the Tigers do put together good performances. I mean they beat South Sydney in round seven last year twenty three twenty two, but then you know, later on in the year when they met again South Sydney had a good win forty four eighteen. But yeah, it's. It is one of those situations where only because South have been one of those teams to beat over the past few years, no one's expecting the Tigers to be there or thereabouts. But, it, you know, they they beat them 12 months ago, so uh, you know they lift for the game. I think there's plenty of games this week that teams are going to lift for. Um, I think the other games to keep, keep an eye on, Blockbuster Thursday night, um, the Roosters Penrith game's a big one. Seagull Sharks. There's some massive games across the weekend and plenty to look forward to. That there is, and uh, it's not too far away now. No, it's, it's not. not. It's, no. Uh, last week we didn't have the uh, Thursday night game uh, with Magic Round. We didn't start till Friday, but uh, it's Thursday this week. So uh, look forward to, to switching the, the TV on. Um, and uh, I don't know we talked about it but to just scrolling back oh it's a big one Storm Broncos yeah, yeah. look forward to that massive massive game tomorrow uh, we hope you tune in to watch that or get out to the game uh, if you're in Melbourne but um, we also thank you for uh, listening along this week and uh, we really, really appreciate you being on board and um, yeah, have a good week and good luck to your team. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy, and we'll be back next week. Take care, everyone.